responding to the new fraud universe and social media and the threat to cybersecurity. These stories and more on this week's ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Anna Delaney. If we've learned anything from digital transformation, it's that fraud now comes in multiple forms across many different vectors simultaneously. Claire Legal, MasterCard's Senior Vice President of Fraud Intelligence, Strategy and Cyber Products, refers to this new world as the new fraud universe. She spoke with our Senior Vice President of Editorial, Tom Field, at our recent fraud summit about how financial service organizations should respond to this new fraud universe. We hear a lot about the metaverse, right? So the <laughs> fraud universes is what I'm just talking about here, where, you know, in our world, which is historically the MasterCard world is based on payment cards, but we're much more than that. We have to think of risk in all these multi-layers, right? So there is the, I guess, digital risk, cyber risk, financial risk, systemic risk. And I don't think any of us, if we're in the business of reducing risk, managing risk, we can do that without looking at all these different layers, right? Which include cybersecurity. This is no longer just the purview of an information security organization or chief information security officer. These guys are obviously critical and very important in protecting their own perimeter, their own domain, their own company. But if you're a professional responsible for managing risk for your customers uh, or managing fraud for your customers, you have to look beyond those perimeters, right? And trying to figure out how those tools that are used to secure your company's perimeter can be used to try to identify what's happening, what the criminals are exploiting, how you can reduce those vulnerabilities, and how you turn that into things that help you in turn educate your peers and your departments, but also turn that into educating your consumers, right? Your cutholders, your merchants, your third parties, your, you know, um, anyone that you, you are in contact with so that they too can not only have trust in you, but also start protecting themselves, right? It's this constant education, this constant learning that's going to be key. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. Organizations cannot afford to ignore the impact of social media, both from a cyber and kinetic risk perspective, as well as source of intelligence that companies can use to better protect themselves, their brands and customers, says Lester Godsey, CISO at Maricopa County, Arizona. Here he is sharing how he weaves in social media as part of his Threat Intel program. We communicate with the organization and multiple departments within the org, including our communications department, which we've found to be, uh, to be a critical relationship to build. But we have daily threat briefs, is what we call them, and it combines a number of data points along those lines, some of them more traditional, as you might expect from a cybersecurity perspective, statistics from our firewall, from our endpoint protection, from email protection, et cetera, et cetera. But we lead those daily briefs always with our measure and our analysis of what's going on in social media. Because again, that kind of sets the tone with respect to what it is that we may or may not uh, need to account for at a enterprise or county level. And so we take that, those tools that we, uh, that 
our communications department has traditionally used. We measure what that sentiment is. And then we draw additional correlations based off of our use of um, software out there that in some instances is freely available to scour social media and then extract intelligence that might be pertinent to us. And so an example of that was uh, a couple of months after the 2020 election cycle, my team, my security operations team, went on uh, the dark web and they were able to get on a QAnon research form and they found a 30-page dossier put together uh, by a QAnon specific to our recorder. And so that dossier went all the way back to the beginning of his college career and it was basically intelligence gathered for purposes of sharing with their community and for potential use uh, against him and those related to him. And finally, what are the skills required to be a successful security leader today? Well, here is Allegiant Air CISO, Rob Hornbuckle, who shares some excellent advice with our executive editor of Data Breach Today in Europe, Matthew Schwartz, for CISOs at any stage of their career. So skills in relationship building, skills in understanding the business, skills in getting security to come in line with what it needs to be, as well as perception, interpersonal skills, developing those business relationships. The other part of being a CISO is you have to have good relationships with the rest of the organization. Every executive from every other point needs to feel that they trust you. Uh, some advice that I got early on in my career that I didn't really particularly care for at the time, but it, I came to grow with it and it came to grow on me. These executives of this company, they have been there for much longer than you, for all intents and purposes, if you come in as a CISO. Most of them have been there for decades, or at least there's some that are, if, if not all. This organization is like a child to them. They've nurtured it. They've grown it. They've seen it come up from nearly nothing to what it is now in some cases. They have to trust you as much as it would take a parent to trust you with their child, to not question you on what you're doing, to not... To, to fully have faith in what you're trying to tell them that you, the company needs to do. And that's the kind of level of trust you have to develop. And in order to do that, you really need those interpersonal skills. You really need those business relationship skills. And you really need that business knowledge. For me, that meant going back and getting a second master's degree. Uh, I ended up with a technical master's in information security when I was fairly young. I went back and I got an MBA to make sure that I had the technical knowledge that was necessary. My wife never lets me hear the end of it that I have actually two master's degrees. But outside of that, it was worked beautifully to really get me where I needed to be in order to truly fill the role in the way it has to be. That's it from the ISMG Security Report. The music is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Anna Delaney. Until next time. Music.